Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks? Welcome in. Yep, you heard it. College football lines revealed over the next hour here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. We look ahead to next week in action of college football after a, uh, I'd say, a somewhat chaotic week for the teams on the fringes of the college football playoff race. Uh, it wasn't one that you write home about, but still one that had some pretty sizable results, at least when it came to teams that wanted to potentially punch their ticket uh, after needing to take some steps throughout the regular season being eliminated. So let's start as we look around. We're waiting for these numbers to get posted at this point right now. Once they are, we'll give you the official number for every single one of those. Uh, but let's begin by looking at some of the look-ahead lines that we had over at DraftKings for some of these games and where we might think they end up. And I mentioned going out of the first hour uh, that this is an interesting week for the Pac-12, and it really is because not only do you have some really big games on in the Pac-12's uh, grand scheme of things, you also have some teams that are jockeying for position when it comes to the Pac-12 title game. So let's start with Oregon. Oregon, of course, uh, loses to Washington in dramatic fashion, 37-34 the final score. Ducks take one on the chin. Their college football hopes, uh, pretty much college football playoff hopes, uh, all but eliminated with the loss to Washington. However, uh, they still have a shot at a Pac-12 title game. In fact, they're in the driver's seat for a Pac-12 title game appearance, but they need to take care of business, and they need to do it here against Utah because this is a massive game. Second place on the line for both of these teams in the Pac-12 with a victory. So look ahead, Oregon as a six-point favorite over at DraftKings. Once that number is posted, we'll give you an update on where that begins to appear. 
would assume, though, you do start to see, like, on a week-to-week basis, teams will be charged, of course, for a loss, a, a power rating, uh, you'll say, maybe a demotion to a certain extent. And I would assume that Oregon is probably not going to be a seven-point favorite in this game, maybe closer to the five-and-a-half mark, or maybe not really a big adjustment from the look-ahead line of DraftKings. Regardless, the look-ahead was six, and we'll see what the adjustment is. But both teams really have a lot of motivation here as a win will cement their status as second place in the Pac-12. Uh, Utah, of course, trying to get in there and get back to a Pac-12 title game. So a massive matchup for both of these teams. And for an Oregon team, uh, they got blasted by Utah in two games last season. So maybe, as uh, as some people call it, and what I love so much, a double revenge spot uh, for Oregon after last week. We'll stay in the Pac-12 because we do have a big rivalry spot as well. USC on the road against UCLA. Now, UCLA took a really big blow over the weekend. They dropped one to Arizona. The score was 34-28. And now we get to take on the Trojans or see them take on the Trojans in a game that uh, does matter. USC, of course, in the driver's seat uh, for first place in the Pac-12 and a spot in the Pac-12 title game. Now, we did see a slight adjustment on this look-ahead line. Nothing official yet, but UCLA initially was a one-point favorite on the look-ahead line. Then it gets flipped to USC minus one. And as these numbers are starting to appear, we are seeing that right now the market is opening up uh, as USC minus four here at Circa with a total of 82 and a half between these two. So a very high total on the board, but you see the adjustment at least from one market to another. UCLA projected to be a one-point favorite on the look-ahead line last week, now opening up officially as a four-point underdog after a loss to Arizona. And that does speak to what we saw over the weekend and how the market does adjust here. But USC, of course, absolutely demolishing Colorado. Uh, Worth pointing out, though, that USC – in that game, um, lost Travis Dye essentially for the season. Pretty much Lincoln Riley confirming that after the game and after their win over Colorado. We'll see if that is a, a large effect for USC, but an injury there as we monitor it for the Trojans. Uh, let's go back to that Utah-Oregon game as we are waiting for this. And this is a pretty big adjustment. Uh, it kind of called to the fact that we figured that the uh, Oregon Ducks were not going to be that six-point favorite. Well, this number is one with a total of 55 and a half. It's worth pointing out, Bo Nix did get injured at the end of that game against Washington, uh, but all quotes coming out of Oregon uh, were that if he needed to go and probably needed to continue to play, if the game was only longer, that he could have played and would have been fine. So we'll see if that's going to be an issue. Uh, but right now, the big adjustment from the look ahead of Oregon minus six, now Oregon minus one with a total of 55 and a half here at Circa. Uh, we go from there. Let's transfer over because we talked a little bit about the big, t- uh, excuse me, the uh, Pac-12. Let's go to the Big 12, where shockingly, TCU continues to do it, and I would argue very much uh, that this is, I wouldn't say the first legitimate win. That takes away a lot from TCU, uh, but the opposition didn't lose a quarterback in the second half. There was no real luck here. TCU just played a really good football game against what I think at this point right now, and we'll get to Texas, but at this point right now is a very overvalued Texas team by the betting market, and yes, by respected betters it seems, because a lot of respected betters had this Texas team rated as a top-10 team. We'll get to that and maybe the reasons why coming up in a little bit. But TCU on the look-ahead line before their win over Texas on the road against Baylor were a two-point underdog by DraftKings projections. They open up as a two-point favorite on the road against Baylor with a total of 56.5, and I do think rightfully so. When you look at Baylor and the things that they have struggled with up to this point, uh, this has not been a team that is, I would say, has Dave Aranda's fingerprints all over it. Uh, Baylor defensively has not been the same squad they have been in the past. In fact, they're a little bit more of an uh, offensive-oriented club this year, but 
50th right now in EPA per play overall, 53rd against the run, and 56th against the pass. So, again, not a terrible team by any stretch defensively. We have seen cracks here and there against some of their opponents in conference, and now TCU with everything in front of them, by the way. Yes, they clinch a spot in the Big 12 title game with the win over Texas, but, of course, still holding on hope that if they win out and go undefeated and win the Big 12, they will and should be the fourth team in the college football playoff. And I'll assume just fourth. Uh, they don't seem to be very well-respected, but who knows? Maybe they can find their way up uh, to third if everything holds serve and what we're talking about here. All right, we go from there. Let's talk about this Texas team because I did think this is pretty interesting. As we've noted now, I would say for what, four, five, maybe yeah, five weeks or so since Quinn Ewers has come back, the betting market on these shows that we're talking about here on these college football lines revealed, the betting market has moved in Texas' favor Every single one of those games. And right now, it's pretty choppy in terms of the results. They close as a seven-point favorite, lose outright to TCU. They close on the road as about a six-point favorite against Oklahoma State. They lose that game outright. Laying about, what, 16 points of that game against Iowa State. Need a fourth quarter comeback to end up winning that game. There have been a couple of covers in between and some good performances. But at the end of the day, Texas, given how well that they have been rated by the market, has been a pretty disappointing club. Uh, given how much action they get by some of these respected betters. So if the market reacts at all, will be something to watch. Texas on the look-ahead line was an eight-point favorite on the road against Kansas. Uh, right now, they're opening up as a seven-point favorite with a total of 68.5. So DraftKings had this a point higher. Uh, that number right there uh, up on the website, I guess, is that minus nine in some spots? Elliot, if you could tell me on my screen, I've got Texas minus seven with a total of 68.5. But regardless, uh, this is going to be interesting to see where the market goes with this. The fact that it's still either opening up on a key number or just over a key number still tells you that there's respect here for Texas despite the pretty poor results. So, again, really interested to see where this number ends up going now that it is up because these betters have been on Texas every single week and right now uh, slightly down. And I would say this because I, I alluded to why this team is rated the way that they are. Let's go all the way back to what was it, week two, week three, when they played Alabama. I think the way that Quinn Ewers and Texas play – all right, so that got bet up from seven to nine. All right, thank you. So – that is, again, look at, we just talked about this, right? Every single week, Texas has been bet up. And here we are again, market betting up Texas, despite the fact that the results have not been there for them. And I think everything ties back to the fact that, and yeah, my screen showing minus nine now, the fact that Texas played Alabama so tight. But here's the thing. Alabama clearly is not the team that it was rated at the beginning of the season. So I do think that there is an inherent flaw in rating Texas as high as the market has because a lot of it is based off of a performance of an Alabama team, which clearly is not as good as we expected them to be this season. So we'll see if, again, maybe the market gets this right this time, uh, but the results have been a little bit down for Texas despite all of the support. And we're even talking opening numbers that this team is not covering, obviously. So, again, Texas bet up from minus 7 to minus 9, total bet down from 68.5 to 67.5. Stick around in about 30, 20 minutes from now. We'll give you all the big mind moves in the first 30 minutes of the program. All right, let's get away from the Big 12 momentarily. Uh, let's go, you know what, let's go to the Big 10 because we do have a pretty interesting matchup in the Big 10. Let's talk a little bit about Michigan, who is now going to play host to Illinois. Uh, kind of a down game. I mean, look, uh, Illinois looked like maybe they could go into this game against Michigan with one loss and uh, maybe push Michigan a little bit here, especially with their defense. Uh, but their defense has shown some cracks recently, uh, specifically Purdue having a really good game against Illinois yesterday to the point where actually probably should have been up by more, probably should have won that game by more. Uh, but not the case. Still, though, Purdue wins 31-24. So Illinois coming in on consecutive losses on the road against Michigan. And Michigan has this thing. I'll say this. 
So we're talking about this being a 17-point spread now at the Open, Michigan, with a total of 44.5, a little bit higher than DraftKings' look-ahead line of Michigan minus 14. Um, But we've seen now Michigan – I don't know if it's because of the style of football that they play or they tend to sleepwalk through some of these opponents. Uh, but I would even argue that even they, the fact that they beat up on Nebraska 34-3 is fine. But I would say that is not the result that I think a lot of betters expected, that it was going to be a little bit more lopsided in terms of the Wolverines. So now I'm interested in what this Michigan team does with a big number against, I would still say, a quality defensive team. And especially when you look at a team like Purdue – a team that's going to open it up a little bit more, get a little bit more aggressive in terms of its passing attack, spread you out a little bit more. That is not what Michigan is going to do. And so Illinois might be able to, from a defensive standpoint, kind of get back to their roots and what they've been able to do up to this point this season. So this this is, I think, a really fun matchup to keep track of uh, this year, or excuse me, this year, this week. And if you look at Illinois and where they have fallen up to this point from a defensive standpoint, still second in the country in EPA per play defensively. This is a really interesting game, and where the market decides to move on this is going to be a lot of fun to track because Michigan does have a lot of respect by betters, um, but Illinois, I think, defensively still deserves some respect for what they've, what they've been able to do up to this point. All right, we move on from there. Let's go to a pretty interesting matchup that we have here on the board as well. Really quick, SMU and Tulane. Tulane has to win out to clinch a spot in the AAC title game after the loss to UCF on Saturday. Uh, SMU is still a competitive team there. They just beat up South Florida 41-23. Look ahead line here was Tulane minus three. And uh, right now up on the board, we have an opener of Tulane minus three with a total of 64 and a half. So no real adjustments there. All right, we'll continue to look around the board. We'll give you the biggest moves in the first 30 minutes as well. But down the other side, let's chat with Matt Humans, Give us his thoughts on what's happening in the world of college football. And also uh, what he thinks about our kind of conversation about Texas and the market's weird respect for a team that really just hasn't delivered for them. It's coming up next year on College Football Lines Revealed. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh. <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in, everybody. We're talking college football, but a reminder, college basketball, of course, underway. Check out our college basketball betting guide. Over 400 pages. Man, it is awesome. Biggest betting guide we've got. Team pages for all 363 D1 teams and more. Check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe because you've got to be a VEASAN pro subscriber and check out everything we do through the Super Bowl. Nice deal for only 99 bucks. One of those contributors for the college basketball betting guide, Matt Humans. Nice enough to give us some time today, talk a little bit of college football. So, Matt, you, uh, we were talking off the air, and you're looking at this game, so I want to get your thoughts here. Uh, I was having a conversation with myself about Texas. Uh, it does seem that the sharp betters that shape these markets on these Sundays do have a lot of respect for Texas. I've talked to a lot of those guys. They say that they are rated as a top-10 team. But here's my issue with it, because now, if we're looking at it over this recent stretch after, a, I would say, a bad loss for this Texas squad, uh, over their last six games, they're just 3-3 three and three against the spread. This has not been a team that has delivered the way it has been valued. Is the market kind of getting overzealous here with Texas? And I think a lot of it ties to the fact that they played Alabama tight with Quinn Ewers, but it turns out Alabama isn't as good as we expected them to be. No doubt about it. By the way, the uh, VSIN College Basketball Betting Guide it's a quality product. I'm not sure it's going to outsell the NBA guide. I heard the NBA guide sold unofficially. I heard this sold 1.4 million copies. Mm. Did you hear that? I did. My mom bought two of them. So I'll tell you that much. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see if the college guide can outsell the NBA. Uh, here's the deal with Texas. I see one great aspect of that team and it's B. John Robinson, the yep. running back. Nothing else about that team is great. I don't understand. And this happens in college football in the NFL consistently. And uh, it's always with a, a strange team and you can't figure out why the sharps pound this team every week. I've sat there week after week hosting that uh, Friday night invitational, seeing guys play Texas, 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 and say, why is everybody in love with this Texas team? I don't get it. I can't figure out why. 
Texas attracts so much play every week. And I, I couldn't figure out why Texas was a seven, seven and a half point favorite against TCU. I still don't know why. You watch Quinn Ewers in that game. He's 17 for 39, 171 yards with uh, no TDs and a pick. And Quinn Ewers has been actually pretty bad for the past few weeks. I thought he looked great in the first half of the Bama game. But at some point, you got to think maybe the first half of the Bama game was an outlier, and that's not who he is. And, uh, I okay, so when we look ahead this week to Texas and Kansas, again, this high, this number is higher than I made it. Yep. And the Texas number has been higher than I made it every week, JVT. And this week I made Texas three and a half. Wow. And I think uh, Circus got what seven and a half. Uh, not only that, it got bet up to nine immediately. Kind of your point, like this. Mar- they're betting. They're betting Texas every week. Every time we do the show on Sunday, man, we're talking about the Texas line moving in their favor. A week ago, I made Texas three over TCU. Okay, and the number opened seven. Nope. Tell me why the number was seven. Could you figure it out? I mean, I would say that it is more anti-TCU than pro-Texas in that angle. Like, TCU had yeah, been getting right. away with murder. A lot of quarterbacks going down in second halves of the games that they have won. They're not good defensively. I agree with that. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? But to the point where it was comfortably over seven and never showed anything getting off of that seven, I did think it was pretty interesting. And also, given the fact that we've seen multiple times that this Texas team had been bet up and not even close to sniffing some of those numbers, right? What, 15 and a half against Iowa State, six on the road against Oklahoma State, and losing that game outright, to your point, it's been kind of weird. Texas has played a lot of poor second halves, too. And I think at some point, yep. and maybe Arch Manning is sitting back uh, saying this right now, maybe the Steve Sarkissian is not a very good coach. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Just shockingly enough, it, it could be the case. Yeah. So, so, so again, Texas getting bet up to nine right now uh, against T, or excuse me, uh, Kansas this weekend. Uh, All right, let's go. Let's talk about to TCU really quickly then uh, because now I think a lot of people might circle this and go, okay, well, TCU, they punched the, their punter ticket to the Big 12 title game. Well, they still got a lot on the line. They went out. They are going to the college football playoff. Uh, and right now, this is opening up as a two in favor of TCU on the road against Baylor, total of 56 and a half. And I would say this, Matt, uh, these are not your mother's Baylor Bears. Defensively under Dave Aranda, they've been solid. It's not the case this year. They're a little bit of a different squad. Yeah, much different team, by the way. And uh, I, I've, I've seen some people on Twitter in the last, uh, even on TV in the last 24 hours, say if TCU loses a game, it's just still be in the playoff. Hey, look, we don't live a, in a fantasy world. If TCU <laughs> loses a game, it is not going to be in the playoff. The playoff committee and the TV networks can't wait to exclude TV, TCU. Correct. They want to get a bigger brand name in there. Uh, I made TCU here three and a half uh, in Waco. Uh, what was the circuit opener? That's one I can't recall. Minus two is what I saw on my screen. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. I I, I think Baylor's uh, blowout loss yesterday was a little bit telling as well. Yep. And you could say TCU's off at the Super Bowl win at Texas, but when when you watch that game, it was more like a workman-like uh, win where TCU was just a, a tougher team. So, that was, there was nothing fluky about that one. Uh, I, I think this number's going to be uh, – I think it'll be bent up to three. Yep. All right, let's move on to there. Let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, so the market you, – you, um, there was an exclamation from you when we connected with you, and that was about this matchup between USC and UCLA. I actually thought when I first saw this number in the back of my head, I thought, did I miss a Dorian Thompson-Robinson injury? This seems somewhat strong, and the market does agree with that. 
Uh, this open USC minus four. And how about this, Matt? A total of 82 and a half. Uh, that total is now down to 73 and oh, a half. Boy. So we've, we've seen a little bit of action on the under there, but also the numbers heading in UCLA's direction. And I, and I think you agree with that, right? Four seemed kind of strong for USC on the road. Uh, too strong. Uh, last year, US, uh, excuse me, UCLA won the game 62 to 33. So you had 95 total points in the game. But, you know, this is a little bit different matchup, obviously. And um, I made the number here USC minus one. And actually, I had a UCLA minus one before the Bruins lost to Arizona last night. And so, I mean, just a minor flip of the favorite for me. But to see USC four, three and a half or four, I think that's uh, way too strong. I would, if you can still grab that number, I'm not sure if the circuit number is moving. I would love to take UCLA anything more other than a field goal right now. Yeah, it's sitting on three right now. Uh, exactly yeah. three. So, and that total again, three. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's the biggest move on the board, uh, down to 73 and a half. So a nine point move to the under. All right, let's go to the, uh, the other matchup at the Pac-12. This is pretty interesting. So DraftKings look ahead had Oregon as a six point favorite. Uh, Circa opened it up Oregon minus one. We're kind of meeting in the middle a little bit. This has been bet up to three with a total of 60 and a half. Uh, Oregon minus one. I know Bo Nix got a little banged up yesterday, but it didn't seem pretty serious for the Ducks. And they still have a Pac-12 title game appearance on the line here. If they lose to Utah, they're uh, on the outside looking in with about two games left to go. So this game matters quite a bit for an Oregon team who should point out, Matt, and I think you like to look at this angle too. They got their tails whipped by this Utah team twice last year, would probably take this relatively seriously. That's right. Now it's Mario Cristobal coaching, and uh, yep. it's a different story now. You get a much better coach. JVT, this is one of the easiest numbers I made all night. Oregon, three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know how you would open this less than three. Or how, I, I was really surprised, to put it that, put it that way, when I saw the opening number. I, I don't know how you open Oregon less than a three-point favorite here. Yeah, they're pretty much similarly power-rated. Just give three for home field, yeah. and it's probably going to sit there all week. I wouldn't say that if it gets a three-and-a-half, you'll probably see some people take Utah right, and if it gets a two-and-a-half, you'll see people lay it. I think it's pretty simple, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. Uh, I, I think so, and I've been a big proponent of this Utah team all season, but Oregon three was an easy number for me to make. All right. Uh, let's go from there. And again, there's a lot of games that uh, you wanted to go through. I wanted to talk about your guys really quickly and, and what you thought of Purdue's win over Illinois because uh, it would look pretty impressive against a really good statistical defense. Illinois still, by the way, second in the country in EPA per play defensively. Uh, but Purdue looked really solid. I would argue, Matt, they actually should have won that game by more given what they did in the first half. This number opened 20 against Northwestern with a total of 46.5. It's now down to 18.5 with a total of 49. Yeah, it's no surprise. I, I actually thought Purdue was going to win that game, and that was uh, one of my better plays last week. But here's the deal with Jeff Brom. He is, I've said this many times, he's dangerous as a dog. He's dead money as a favorite. Yeah. And uh, we, we see this trend play out over and over with certain teams, like the, the L.A. Chargers, or with uh, Jeff Brom and Coach of Purdue. I made this number 14. I was really surprised Circa opened it that high. And I saw 18 and a half right before I jumped on the phone with you. And I took the 18 and a half with the Purple Cats. Yeah, the market is uh, moving off of that 20 pretty quickly. And uh, I would agree with that, especially Matt. I mean, when you're a team who can't run the ball, right? Like they could throw it, that's fine. Uh, but to cover big spreads, you got to hold on to leads. And when you can't run the ball, we've yeah. seen that multiple times now. Purdue, they just can't extend drives when they're ahead. And that leads to them blowing some covers and ultimately some leads as well. Uh, it sure does. I want to know what you made 
Now, last night, I really had to sweat out the game in Honolulu. Yeah. I don't know if you followed it, but it was uh, it was a wild final five minutes. And uh, Hawaii is now 5-1 and one against the spread since the beginning of November and has covered three straight as a, as a home dog. What what did you make the UNLV Hawaii number? And I believe JVT, you're taking the first trip of your life to to Hawaii this week. Uh, I am, and I will send you a picture of the Zippy's chili that I get. Uh, I made it seven. Okay. I made it seven and a half, and uh, it opened nine. I made it ten. I made okay. the Rebels ten. Okay. It, they do deserve some respect, and they're desperate at this point. They got to win the next yeah. two to be all eligible, and I would say they have to. And uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't. All right, Matt, we're up against it. Thanks, man. Okay, you bet. Thanks. We got pictures of Zippy chili coming at you this weekend. We'll be back here on College Lines Revealed. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in, College Football Lines Revealed. Uh, before we get to our line moves, uh, let's take a little bit of time to talk about a pro tip. Matt Humans and I were discussing this, and I do think uh, that it is uh, valuable as a tip. Uh, but in talking about football, football in general, but in college football really, because, of course, you have a lot bigger numbers. Uh, but teams that lack effective running games – uh, poor bets is big favorites. Purdue, right? They're an 18 and a half point favorite against Northwestern. We saw that open to 20, came back down to that 18 and a half point mark. Why that matters is, you know, if you're a large favorite like Purdue is, sure, you can get out to a really big lead, especially when you could throw the ball that the way that they do. The problem is with a team like Purdue, who is abysmal when it comes to running the ball, uh, that is something where it tends to lead to blown leads and failed covers as big favorites. Matt mentioned that uh, Dip Brom as a big favorite or as a favorite, generally a poor bet, but as an underdog, uh, he comes through. And you can look at that narratively and go, sure, I'm going to buy into that trend. I like to look at the logic behind why some of those trends are actually there, and it does make sense because when you have big leads as a big favorite, you want to be able to run the ball, bleed the clock, right? Take away possession time from your opponent, be able to hold on to that lead, and thus win and potentially cover. But when you're throwing at such a high rate, it's going to lead to incomplete passes, stop clocks, and, of course, more time for your opponent. So, again, teams that are poor in terms of rushing the ball tend to come off as poor uh, favorites to bet on, especially big favorites. So with that, uh, let's move on. We do have some big games to discuss in uh, line moves early on. So let's get started. First off, it's my favorite time of year. It is the annual SEC uh, like penultimate bye week where they just schedule a bunch of cupcakes to try to get some free wins before heading into a rivalry week. But regardless, Texas A&M and UMass, this one opened up. UMass is a 29-point underdog. Minutemen now a 33-point underdog. These numbers, of course, that we're reading off, you can find at vcin.com in the college football odds section. Ohio State. Take it on Maryland. This is kind of an interesting game, I would say. Uh, Ohio State is starting to kind of put its foot down against some conference opponents. Uh, looked a little choppy in that game against Northwest, uh, Northwestern two weeks ago, but now starting to beat the crap out of teams. Did it to Indiana, and Maryland just got shut out by Penn State. Did not look good. Ohio State opening up a 25-point favorite, now laying 28. UTSA and Rice. UTSA opens up as a 16-point favorite in this matchup. Now gets bet down to minus 13. So a three-point bump there in favor of the underdog. Uh, Lafayette, UL Lafayette, or Louisiana Lafayette, taking on Florida State. This opened up as a 21-point spread. Florida State getting bet up to 23-and-a-half here at Circa. San Diego State, still an outside shot to potentially get into a Mountain West title game picture. They are taking on New Mexico. I don't think this is really a surprise here. The San Diego State Aztecs offense has not looked as effective over the last couple of weeks. 
New Mexico, a well-coached and coordinated defensive team, might be able to stay within a relatively big number. This opens up 17, now down to 14 and a half. Coastal Carolina and Virginia, a little bit of a move here as Coastal Carolina opened up as a one-point underdog, but Virginia gets bet up. Now we're over that three, and we are sitting at three and a half. Uh, Louisiana Tech opens up as a one-point favorite over Charlotte in this matchup. This gets bet up two points. We're sitting on a full field goal, minus three. Indiana, we mentioned the beatdown they got at the hands of Ohio State. Now they get to take on Michigan State. This opens up Michigan State minus 11, gets bet up to plus 13. So or minus 13, I should say. Uh, Michigan State now laying nearly two touchdowns. Cincinnati and Temple. Cincinnati opening up a 20-point favorite in this matchup with the Owls. This now goes to 18. So a little bit of support for Temple, Cincinnati, a team that's kind of been a little overvalued by the betting market this season. We move to totals. Biggest move on the board so far, uh, the total 82.5 at the open for USC and UCLA. Uh, that gets bet down quite a bit by nine points. We go from 82.5 at the open down to 73.5. Arkansas State and Texas State, this gets bet down as well. Eight points here, opened up 59.5, now sitting at 51.5. And, and again, I'm always surprised by these, like the volatility in these totals uh, just again, while we're approaching the end of the year, you would assume that there is some tightness with some of these numbers. From a side perspective, these numbers are kind of tight, but from a uh, totals perspective, still seeing eight, nine-point swings is crazy. But South Florida and Tulsa, this thing opens up 52.5, and, and speaking of the number eight, gets bet up eight points to 60.5. So we move on from there. Florida Atlantic and Middle Tennessee, this opens up 59.5. Not as dramatic, but still nearly a touchdown move, down six points to 53.5. Old Dominion and Appalachian State, this opens a 45-and-a-half, gets bet up to 51 by the betters today. And Utah and Oregon, a five-point swing to the over here. Utah and Oregon opening up 55-and-a-half, now 60-and-a-half. Remember, that is a big one as uh, control of second place in the Pac-12 on the line there. Indiana-Michigan State, this one bet up from 40-and-a-half to 45-and-a-half. Northwestern and Purdue, again, we discussed at length with Matt Humans just a little bit earlier, bet up from 44-and-a-half to 49 and Texas and Kansas this thing opens up 68 and a half gets bet down to 64 and a half Texas again from a side perspective getting some support today uh, but the total getting dropped in that matchup from 68 and a half to 64 and a half all right with that do we have one more I think that's it right all right that's it I was keeping track of my head I promise uh, let's go over some of the other games we have not gotten to yet uh, from a line perspective that do have some interest and uh, see where, if anywhere, uh, the market is moving. Uh, let's go really quickly, actually, to the game at the top of the board, uh, Bowling Green and Toledo. Yes, a little action to get us started, uh, but Toledo has already clinched its spot in the MAC championship game. They got that via result on Wednesday, not a result that they played out themselves, uh, but Bowling Green coming off of a big loss to Kent State. Uh, outside shot and making a MAC championship game if it wins out and some other things happen for him. Uh, was interested to see what the market did, though, here. Toledo opened up 14.5. No real move at all. Sitting at 14.5. And, and the total just about up a half point to 50 at this point right now. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it didn't give it enough time. So, again, want to reiterate, at least from a number standpoint, SMU on the road against Tulane. Tulane has to win out to clinch its spot in the AAC title game that comes after the loss to UCF on Saturday. That was a 38-31 final. SMU, of course, beating up on South Florida, 41-23 on Saturday. Uh, this one, again, we're talking about uh, movement, and uh, really, from a movement standpoint, uh, not a ton. Opened up three, sitting at three, 64 and a half at the open, and 64 and a half here, so no real sharp opinion as this one sits on three. And generally, again, you get your keys from the numbers and key numbers of where they're at. If this was too high, You'd see people take the field goal. That is not the case. So pretty much uh, no opinion there from the market on this number at the open. Let's go to the SEC. 
Georgia on the road against Kentucky. Now, Georgia did clinch their division, and uh, they will appear in the SEC title game. And um, that was, of course, with the win over Mississippi State. I'm going to assume that Georgia is not let down after clinching a spot in the SEC title game. And then they get to face Kentucky. Kentucky, who takes a disappointing loss to Vanderbilt, 24-21. And uh, sorry, I think I'm kind of tired of the whole Will Levis thing. Like uh, I hear like faux Josh Allen. Um, I guess from a body standpoint, that might be the case. Kentucky, though, has been a very disappointing team. This opened up 22 with a total of 51. Georgia still sitting at 22 with a total now of 50. So a slight move to the under, but really nothing there. And 22, pretty much a dead number. And we'll probably see it just sit there all week long. We talked about TCU and Baylor. Uh, For those who weren't with us earlier, TCU officially clinched its spot in the Big 12 title game with their win over Texas on Saturday. Just to reiterate where we are right now, at least, TCU opened up two with a total of 56.5, and and that is where we still sit right now. TCU on the road, a two-point favorite with a total of 56.5. Remember, TCU, of course, still fighting for a potential college football playoff spot. Uh, Let's go, speaking of the Big 12, to a team that is potentially fighting for a spot in the Big 12 title game to face TCU, who's officially in. Kansas State on the road against West Virginia. Last week, of course, on Saturday, Kansas State 31, Baylor 3. Uh, I think at this point, so we brought this up on the show before. There's Adrian Martinez had a great start to the year. Injuries have kind of derailed his season, uh, but there's no difference now between Will Howard and Adrian Martinez. Will Howard led the win over Baylor on Saturday. Regardless of who plays, I would say that there's no real big difference uh, in the number at this point. And uh, Wildcats, remember, second in the Big 12, looking to find their way into that Big 12 title game against TCU. Kansas State opened to six and a half with a total of 56. And again, you get your keys from key numbers gets bet up to seven with a total of 55. So you generally see when these numbers open uh, open up around those key numbers, you will see the market, if it has a real opinion, will take uh, some action there, and we're seeing it. Not a lot, but still, open up six and a half, immediately gets to seven, total bet down from 56 to 55. We mentioned uh, Ohio State and Maryland, so let's go to Miami on the road against Clemson. Um, first off, the question, I guess, for Miami uh, would be, who is playing quarterback? And that has been a question for them regularly throughout this season. Ja'Curry Brown, freshman, started in place of Tyler Van Dyke in their win over Georgia Tech. That was a 35-14 final. Clemson uh, took out some frustrations on Louisville 31-16. Seemingly no real quarterback issues for Clemson coming out of that game and no real opinion on somewhat of a dead number. This opens up 19 in favor of Clemson with a total of 45.5. We are still sitting at 19 with a total now of 46. Miami, of course, uh, very, very disappointing this season in terms of what the preseason expectations were, especially where they were power rated within the conference. And some spots before the season started, the second choice to win the ACC behind Clemson now find themselves as a 19-point underdog with some potential quarterback issues coming into the swim uh, game against the Tigers. And to set up finally, uh, let's go to the Mountain West, a very important game in the Mountain West Conference. Boise State, they're going to hit the road to take on Wyoming. This is a battle in the Mountain Division for first place on the line. Uh, Boise State currently ahead of Wyoming, but a win here for the uh, Wyoming Cowboys would give them a tie in the conference and give them first place in the tiebreaker over Boise State. Wyoming barely got by Colorado State in the border war there, 14-13. Boise State smacked Nevada 41-3. So right now on the board, you see Boise State as a 12-point favorite. That's where it opened in the total of 44.5. Be interesting to see where this number goes because this is a massive game when it comes to Mountain West title contention. And uh, 12, again, I'm a dead, so we're not going to see a lot of movement there throughout the week, and we'll see if the market has any sort of opinion. When we come back, Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager, is going to be with us. We'll get his thoughts on the market and talk a little bit more about Texas, where they're at, and where some of these games are, because they are very important in their respective conferences when it comes to conference titles.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Hey, folks, a reminder for you, one of the best tools in the toolbox, if you want, of the VEASAN betting splits. You get money and bets for every game updated every 10 minutes from DraftKings, and it's not just today's games either. You can look at future events as well. VEASAN is just trying to make you smarter, better, man, year-round, every day. It's what we try to do. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We try. We try to conquer guys like Like, I don't know, like Matt Grill, nice enough to give us some time today. DraftKings trading manager, uh, our enemy behind the window. Oh, buddy. Uh, Matt, what's going on, buddy? It's good to talk to you. The second Matt on the program today. We had Matt Humans earlier. So I wanted to ask you. Sorry, I'm laughing because I just watched Kirk Cousins throw an absolutely terrible interception. Um, Good for me. Um, Texas, let's start here. From your end over at DraftKings, 
are you seeing what I've seen every single one of these Sunday shows, which is like the market immediately on these Sundays is betting Texas. It's been like six straight weeks that we see the line move in Texas favor. And again, here today, we saw an opener seven. We got to nine. Where are you guys at with Texas right now in their matchup with Kansas? And are you seeing that same market support weekly with the Longhorns just seeming to be a very popular selection at the window? Hey, JBT, thanks for having me on. Some friendly fire to start the show yes. on your end, I see here. So, uh, yeah, Texas, we had the opener, uh, sorry, the look ahead on Wednesday. Uh, Texas minus eight. Uh, went back up way and a half just a few minutes ago. You know, Kansas, they're still giving up a lot of points. You know, Texas, who knows what's going on with them. It's just the market support really has been there, but the results have not been for this team. So we ended up at eight and a half for now. So, and, and is that consistent, though, on a week-to-week basis? Do you see support for the Longhorns over there at DraftKings? We do. I, I think people are betting on who they think they should be rather than who they are. And at this point, this late in the season, really shouldn't be the case. Can't really speculate much much anymore. We know who these teams are now. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a really fair point. And uh, I haven't really understood it to the degree in which it has happened, but uh, we will see. All right, let's go to the Pac-12. It's a really interesting week for the Pac-12. Uh, a lot of these teams are still jockeying for position for a conference championship. Uh, USC as well, when you look at them, I guess they are the highest rated team in the conference. I would argue against that. But let's start with that matchup, USC and UCLA, because I know you guys already had a little bit of movement on the look-ahead line, and now today there's been an interesting move as well. So walk us through where DraftKings has been with this line from a look-ahead standpoint to where you're at at this point right now. Yeah, Wednesday we opened up UCLA minus one, actually, which I think, you know, some people might have been surprised at. We thought it was validated at the time. Of course, then UCLA goes out and, and lays a dud. So loses to Arizona, probably looking ahead a little bit, just couldn't really get their offense going that game. Uh, USC, though, they're, they're really banged up. Travis Dye, he went out with the leg injury, the knee injury. Uh, Addison, he only caught one pass for, I think, two yards last week. So uh, they're not the most healthy team right now. And now they're going in there. It, it's flipped around. We opened it up, uh, uh, USC minus one this morning, up to two and a half. Uh, we stayed padding that line some competitors were a little bit higher they've come back down to our numbers so we still you know kind of lean UCLA a little bit here but really think it happened it's a big game in the conference like you said how much is a loss worth to a point spread right like because I bring that up because you are seeing like some of these numbers you know the Pac-12 is a really good example of it UCLA loses the game probably shouldn't have uh, to Arizona, right? And they go from, at least by your projections, one-point favorite to an underdog. We see Oregon in their matchup with Utah. They were, by your look, ahead a six-point favorite, and then it reopens after they lose to Washington at minus one. We're in like two-and-a-half, three range right now. How much is a loss worth here? Because we're not talking about personnel losses. We're just talking about a loss on the field. Well, that game, Bo Nix went out late with the ankle yep. injury. So he came back in, really don't know the extent of it. Uh, was looking at that this morning, and uh, we're not going to know that for maybe a day or two here. So part of it is, is that, because obviously he's worth a lot to the point spread. So we went back up with three this morning, kind of not knowing what his deal would be quite yet. Utah, of course, looks really good against Stanford. So, you know, go in, go into Eugene here, really big uh, game in the conference, like you said. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Nix, with, with Oregon now, with, with Utah. So, you know, great game in the conference. We did mention that, right, that Knicks had got injured and, you know, left the game for a bit. But I'll ask you this then, because the market has this weird thing, right? Everything that I've read has said, and maybe Lanning and them are just trying to downplay it, uh, but that it's not really that serious for Knicks and that he's going to be fine. But once it's, like, officially official that Knicks is going to be fine, where do you think this number goes? Because you guys were pretty high at a six. Do you think it goes past three, four, four and a half? Or do you think it's just one of those games where it's like, look, these are two similarly rated teams. They met twice last year. Both spreads were three. Let's just throw up a field goal and see what the market wants to do with it. 
Yeah, Oregon's Achilles heel was their pass defense. I think they're right around 115th in the country going into last week. Washington was able to exploit that. Uh, so, yeah, we had to you know adjust Oregon down a little bit. They'd been in this role and just kind of ran into the, the wrong type of team, the wrong type of matchup. So Utah, they can do a little both, run the ball, pass the ball. So we'll kind of see what they can do this game. But you're right, if Nix is you know fully healthy, I expect this to go back to about th- back up to three and a half, four, four and a half potentially even. All right, I like it. Let's go back. Uh, let's go Big 12 one more time here. Uh, TCU, they, they continue to do it. Every time there is something, they continue to deliver. And you have to give Heisman hopeful Max Duggan some credit. Uh, so TCU 17, Texas 10. Now they hit the road to take on Baylor. Uh, what was your look-ahead line here and where are you at? And also just where you expect this number to end up. Does the market start to respect TCU a little bit? Because I've taken my shots against TCU. The market's moved against TCU multiple times throughout this run. Hasn't been the case. And now they're laying uh, somewhat at like just under a key number of two on the road against Baylor. Yeah, TC really impressive defensive performance at Texas. Only gave up 199 yards to the Longhorns. So, yeah, we opened this one up. Baylor minus two on Wednesday. Baylor then goes out, lays it done as well. It's flipped around to TCU minus two. So, didn't want to overreact too bad. TCU, I mean, just they're going through a really tough stretch here. They continue to get these wins, get it done. So, we'll see if they can do it again this week. I think it's going to be tough for them, though. Do you think this close is, what, three? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be overwhelming public supporter, I think. So, could see this being driven up to three, but it, it just it just might not be correct. I think Baylor comes out. This is going to be their you know chance to play, play spoiler in the conference. So, we'll see what happens this game. All right, let's go on from there. I want to go to the Big Ten really quickly. And a 17-point spread might not garner a ton of interest, but I actually am really interested in Michigan and Illinois. Uh, because this Illinois team defensively still, I think, has a lot to uh, to show, even though Purdue did have a, a pretty good game against them and probably should have scored a little bit more than 31 points. But what do you make of this and where do you think the market ends up? Because Michigan, too, uh, I mean, Matt, they have gone through some kind of like sleepy starts to some of these games. I would argue that a lot of people expected more out of them against Nebraska. They only went 34 th- uh, to 3. What do you make of this number? Because we're sitting on 17 key-ish and where this ends up. Yeah, you know, kind of similar teams here. Obviously, Michigan a better version. Yep. Uh, we opened this one up 14 and a half Wednesday, up to 17 was our was our new number this morning. That's where it seems the market has settled. There's been no movement on this game, so market tends to agree so far. And yeah, Michigan's going to have to look at it. Ohio State, Illinois. You know, they've kind of you know somewhat ruined their chances to win the division now. So they really need this game if they're going to still win the West. So you know, kind of a lot of uh, factors going on in this game. When you are looking at it from a power rating standpoint, Michigan a top four team in the country. I'd say fifth behind the, the, uh, Georgia, uh, Ohio State. Bama's still up there, Tennessee, then Michigan. I mean, that's interesting. You th- so Bama still is up there from a power rating, despite the fact that like we saw them fail to cover against Ole Miss, and these numbers seem to be a little big on Alabama. They're still a top four team, huh? It'd be close. I think it'd have Bama land maybe like two and a half or so to Michigan at this point. Okay. All right. Well, that is a little bit of a change in what we saw at the beginning of the year. I would say if I asked you that question at the beginning of the year, Alabama would probably be over touchdown favorite against Michigan on a neutral right at the beginning of the season. It's funny. I've personally been high in Michigan all year long. Yeah. I mean, higher than the rest of my team. You know, we opened up a couple of weeks ago in Michigan over Penn State 10, 10 and a half. It got just slammed down to seven. We ended up being correct. But I've been personally high in Michigan all year long. All right, let's go to another SEC game. And this is uh, kind of just sitting on a number that I don't, I don't really see moving. Uh, but I'll ask you, I would assume that uh, those who enjoy a lot of big favorites on money line parlays will include Georgia on the road against Kentucky. Uh, this opened up 22. Georgia clinched the SEC East. They know who their opponent's going to be in the SEC title game. They still have, a, of course, a spot in the playoff to play for here. And Kentucky's been wildly disappointing, and especially coming off of a loss to Vanderbilt. I would assume that there's really probably a pretty unpopular game from a handle standpoint this weekend. 
Yeah, probably just people looking to bet Georgia. So that's why we had yep. to open this thing up around 22 and a half just to maybe garner some interest back in Kentucky. Georgia, like you mentioned, they've already clinched the East, so maybe they'll just be kind of letting their foot off the gas a little bit. They can just coast in the SEC title game at this point, so might not be looking to kill teams by four touchdowns or so. All right, let's go to the uh, the only SEC game that does have some interest, in, and that would be this matchup. How about Arkansas? Cade Fortin comes in, their third-string quarterback, uh, a little long in the tooth for a college football kid, but gets it done, stays within actually the pre-number before K.J. Jefferson was out of that game so they cover three and a half four four and a half and five which they closed so what happens here kj jefferson injury of course at the center of things if jefferson plays does this number come off of the three or two that you guys have up at DraftKings? yeah we released this too it looks i think kj was close to playing last week right. they wanted to hold him out another week is what i heard so probably expect him back next week you know they don't really have too much to play for other than getting into a bowl but yeah i could maybe just see this just move a little bit not really too much i don't think do you guys just hedge kind of your bets here when it's floating around like a two like this? This number just says, hey, you know what? If KJ Jefferson plays, maybe this goes to like one and a half or pick. And if he doesn't play, this gets like three, three and a half. Yep, I probably pretty much got nothing to add that. You nailed yep. it. All right, cool. I like <laughs> it. All right, Matt, uh, we're up against it. It's a good, it's a good spot to jump off, telling me that I'm right. Uh, we will talk to you uh, next week. All right, thank you. Thanks, JVT. Yep, you got it. College Football Lines revealed again every single week. And make sure you check out the College Football Betting Podcast, uh, which is, of course, part of a great channel. It doesn't include just this show, uh, but all the shows in between with our analysts like Matt Humans, who joined us a little bit earlier today. Uh, so all these games, we still didn't give over anything. So go up to the website, vcin.com. Uh, barely scratched the surface on a lot of these contests and what we have seen from a line move standpoint. A couple of ones to point out really quickly in the last 30 seconds. Uh, Oklahoma opens up a six-point favorite over Oklahoma State with a total of 67.5. That's now sitting on seven with a total of 65. Wisconsin, Nebraska, one that was interesting to me, but no real move. Open 13 in favor of Wisconsin. Now 13 with a total of 41. Half point bump to the over there. We're all done. Make sure again, vcin.com slash subscribe. Check out everything we have to offer and all the great writing that we have in the college football section. And make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe to the College Football Betting Podcast. Talk to you next week. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.